Blog Talk Radio. I'm continuing now our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. This particular session concerns the parable of the mustard seed. And since this is a parable and a series in the study of parables, it is well that we review our definition. According to Reverend Ike, that eminent authority, a parable is a two-story story, one story being obvious, or exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the other story being esoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, or within the story. And it's interesting, as we study the parables, to be alert to the fact that there is a story inside of the story. There is another story running parallel. And in studying parables, we are not to miss the story within the story, the parallel story, the comparison story. But I like my own definition of parable, a two-story story. I'd never heard it said that way before. And I think we see that this is happening in our study of the parables. Let us go right away into some more introductory comments about the interpretation of the Bible as a whole. Now, the Bible is really a two-story story. Some people get so hung up on the external Moses and Adam and Abraham and the external Jesus and never stop to think that every character in the Bible, every event in the Bible, everything in the Bible is a two-story story. Jesus is not just a historical figure. If that's the only story of Jesus that you know, the historical Jesus, then you don't know Jesus. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say this. If the only Jesus you know is the Jesus of the theologians, you definitely don't know Jesus. There is the inner Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, meaning the consciousness of consciousness. Because the Son of God is the consciousness of consciousness. The awareness of awareness. God is awareness. I am God, the Bible says. I am, meaning formless awareness. And the awareness of that awareness is the Son of God. And Jesus, the person, the historical figure, is the realization and the demonstration of who and what every man is in God and what God is in every man. Jesus is the reflection of who you really are. And if you don't find yourself in Jesus and Jesus in yourself, then you've never found Jesus. Let us go now directly into the parable of the mustard seed which is found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 31st through the 32nd verses. This parable is from the lips of the Master Jesus. Another parable put he forth unto them, 
saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The parable of the mustard seed here belongs to that group of parables of Jesus referred to as the kingdom of heaven parables because it mentions the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven parables, we constantly hear Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And so let's first of all find the key the meaning to the term kingdom of heaven as used in this parable and as used in the parable of the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven in this parable means the mind and its processes, the working of the mind of God in man, the working of the mind of God in man. I'm giving you this key so that you will know what to look for when you read and study the kingdom of heaven parables. You know, it's good to know what you're looking for, isn't it? When you know what you're looking for, you'll recognize it when you find it. If you don't know what you're looking for, then you may not recognize whatever you find. So, in all of the kingdom of heaven parables, Look for the lesson, the inner lesson, the story within the story, which shows, which illustrates the mind and its processes, the working of the mind of God in man. So when Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like unto, it really means the mind and its processes are like this, the working of the mind of God in man is like this. With that in mind, let us study with new insight the parables, and in this session the parable of the mustard seed. In this parable, a grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. It looks more like a speck. From its size, mortal sense would judge it to be of little or no account. But yet the type of mustard seed that Jesus was talking about, that particular species, when that seed germinated and grew to maturity, it was a great big plant. What does this tell us? This tells us that a divine idea or an idea period is so many times discounted by mortal mind. So many good ideas have been discounted. Oh, that's no good. Oh, that'll never work. Oh, you can't do that. And many times people have missed great blessings because they themselves 
have discounted the divine ideas, the divine inspirations given to them within, or they have been dissuaded from their divine ideas or their inspirations by others. I always talk about the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, who are the forerunners of the science of aerodynamics. It is because of them, to a great measure, that the giant airplanes fly through the skies at hundreds of miles an hour and even twice the speed of sound and more. The last time I went to London, I flew nonstop on the Concorde in three and one quarter hours. And it was interesting because the captain tells you when you reach the speed of sound. And he tells you when you reach twice the speed of sound. And we kept dipping over to more than twice the speed of sound. And there we were flying through the skies, eating silly mignon, deserting on strawberry shortcake. And just to think that all of this came from a silly idea of two young brothers in a bicycle shop in Ohio, Orville and Wilbur Wright, who looked out of the door of their bicycle shop and saw birds flying and got the idea, the silly idea, the crazy idea. Birds fly over the rainbow, why then oh why can't I? And so they began to fashion some kind of flying contraption. Their first flight lasted less than a minute and didn't get up as high as the treetop. Their father was an eminent clergyman, a bishop. And when he learned that his boys had the stupid, silly, crazy, ungodly, quote-unquote, idea of manufacturing something that man could fly in. He said, quote, flying is reserved only for the angels. Man will never fly. It is blasphemy to think that man could fly, unquote. Oh, but do you see that seed of an idea? that was planted deep into the consciousness of Orville and Wilbur Wright, they wouldn't even let the preacher stop them. And let me tell you, some of the worst idea killers are preachers. Happened to be his father. And may I say, some of the worst good idea killers are your relatives. That's why I have the habit of not telling people most of the time what I'm going to do. I go into my secret closet and shut the door and talk to God and listen while God talks to me. And then I tell the world what I'm doing or what I've already done. By the time the world finds out what I'm doing, it's all over but the shouting. In the parable of the mustard seed, the seed represents idea, good idea, divine idea. Any idea is a seed of some kind, good, bad, indifferent, negative, or positive. And whenever the Holy Spirit plants a good idea in your mind, one of the first things that you had better decide is whether or not you should tell anybody. And if so, who?
With some ideas, maybe you should be like the preacher down in Atlanta, Georgia, that sings, you don't know what the Lord told me. Be very careful. Because you see, Herod always seeks to kill the Christ child. Here again, that's a story within the story that the theologians never understood. Herod attempting to kill the Christ child. It means the negatives in the world mind trying to kill out the God ideas, the good ideas. Herod represents doubt, negativity that attempts to kill out good, the young child, the young idea, God's fresh idea. So be careful how you expose your ideas and your good intentions. In a prayer service like this, it's a good place for you to come where you have prayerful support. And this is why we're getting so much action around here. Because we're all prayerfully supportive of everything that we're doing. This is one of the reasons we have to be careful about how we rattle our traps. Don't tell everything. Know when to tell what and who to tell it to. So Orville and Wilbur Wright didn't even listen to their daddy, the bishop, because the bishop said it was blasphemy to think that man should fly. But I've got news for you. Man should do everything that God does because God is in man. The master Jesus said it so plainly to his disciples are to the disciplined powers of his mind. The works that I do shall you do also and greater works. Think about that. Back to the mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. Go back of all of the great accomplishments of mankind and of any man and you will find that at one time that great accomplishment was a little old crazy idea as far as mortal sense is concerned. In the early days of this great nation, USA, immigrants came from parts of the world raggedy in the steerage of great ships with nothing but great ideas. And they came and founded great financial and industrial dynasties, which to this very day give employment and prosperity to millions. Every great person that you see, every great enterprise that you see, I want you to become sensitive to the fact that behind all of this greatness was a small idea like a mustard seed. One of the things that the parable of the mustard seed tells us is this. Don't discount the power of an idea. Do not underrate the power of an idea. Come to... All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. Uh huh.
Once again, driver's license webinar two. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and you guys are gonna get a lot of information. I'm gonna go over some some um, little bit of in history on why I did another webinar, um, and then I'm gonna really we're just gonna be mainly mainly dealing with the templates, what to give them, how to deal with the opposition, because always there's some type of opposition. And remember, when you're getting opposition, check your attitude. Because a lot of opposition, most of the opposition comes from your perception of the people you're dealing with. In this community, in this space, a lot of people have a negative look at the people in government. And you have to remember, these people are doing a job. They went to school. They believe they're doing something right in their mind from their world perception. That's what they think. So if you come at them with hostilities, you're going to be met back with hostilities. If you, even if you have that thought in your mind, it can help. It could possibly get you rejected. Yes, some places are tougher than others. But remember, you are the creator of all things you are experiencing and take responsibility for that. Alright. I know on the screen you guys see my uh, Department of State authenticated passport application. Um, where was I? All right. Past process, I would like for everyone, I, a few of you, I know you already done my passport process. I don't know if everybody's done it, but this is, to be done after you do the passport process, if you can. Some of you guys got issues with the IRS, got issues with child support that will not allow you to uh, get a passport until that is rectified. So, so one of the documents you're going to be submitting is your authenticated copy of your passport application, along with the other stuff I'm going to show you. So. Oh, that's what I'm adding to it. Plus, I'm, I changed the language in some of the documents. And I'm also adding, um, the in, well, years ago, we talked about the injunction. So that has been changed. Uh, it's kind of, you, you can still look at it like an injunction, but that is going to be a, an option you can include with submitting your paperwork. All right. Um Someone said they're waiting for two months for the authentication. Yes, authentication takes a while. Sometimes they call you, and if you don't answer, they'll send you a letter. But it, it, it took me three, four months to get mine back. And COVID has not been helping that situation out at all. All right, so let's go to close the screen out. Go here. I'm going to share the screen in a minute as soon as my... All right. Every state, well, I won't say every, 
Yes, Michael, you have to um, request. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. All right, let's go over here. Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the truth tuesday show oh uh, something going on i had 47 listeners and did it drop down to 30 they playing with the numbers tonight but we're not gonna worry about that we're not gonna worry about that 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 negative stuff that they be trying to pull you know we got enough negativity out there to you know to keep us <laughs> preoccupied with not getting distracted with it. But on a good note, one of the uh, 
one of the clients, Karen Israel, got her passport, book, and card. Congratulations. Congratulations to you for following the process. Now, what's what's special about her is uh, is he, she is an Israeli national. So she actually naturalized into the U.S. and then she naturalized right on out by doing the passport process. So, yes, you can do the passport process, my process, if you have naturalized. But you have to have had to complete that process, and then you got to go and apply for the, the passport as a national. She did it, submitted her affidavit, and she got it. Congrats. Uh, you're welcome. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of people tell me what they can do as far as different process, you know, whether it be discharge, UCCs, and all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a... Uh, When when you get down to the to the to the the meat and potatoes of everything, you realize that a lot of this stuff that people are uh, teaching is all hearsay, and we know that hearsay doesn't work, you know, in the court of law. You have to have evidence. You know, people ask me why do I require or make, uh, you know make uh, people do what I don't make them more. I have, my process re- requires correcting the passport, number one, correcting the driver's license, number two, doing a power of attorney properly down at the county, whether you could do it in your county or in uh, another county that will allow you to process it. Uh, going to get an authenticated copy of that application that you filed. That's your next thing, uh, Karen. Uh, that's your next thing you need to do is get a authenticated copy of that. I would get both an apostille and an authenticated copy. I think the apostille is $8 and the authenticated copy is uh, uh, $50. But it, it's I got a uh, – I got a – a video on YouTube that you guys can go see to show you how to do that process, take you straight to the link uh, where you can go ahead and order that. You want to see what the record is because that's your real proof. You know, hold on a second. I have to, I, I, I forgot to do something here. Oh, oh. That's not going to work. <laughs> I had some new equipment that didn't turn on, but for some reason it's not kicking in. Probably uh, the battery died. I forgot to charge it up. But um, you need to get that authenticated copy. And I was asked today, what is all of this for? It's evidence. You know, when you have authenticated copies of different things, you have proof that you, oh, yeah, and you did, you did your driver's license, you did your, your passport, you did your name change, and you have authenticated proof. That's all evidence. All evidence. 
you see? And and you need that evidence to um, prove who you are, who you really are as far as your status. See, what's, what's happening is people are going into courtroom with no proof. Now, I have seen things work without proof, but you need proof. Now, they're saying you one thing, but they have no proof that you're that thing that they have on that paper. But when you have proof, because you know you have, to, you have to prove your case beyond a shadow of a doubt, they don't because they got the whole army working with them, the judges, the lawyers, all of them. They're working with them. So you coming in, nobody can dispute you. Furthermore, if you have all that proof and you already put it on the record, you're not walking into a courtroom. They're going to they're gonna reschedule you. They're going to try their best not to have you in there. Now, they'll test you if you don't have no real proof on the record. They'll test you. Just recently went through that. I mean, they went so far with this brother as a trial, a fake trial. <laughs> then when he got everything was over, like they had his name one way. Now, he was trying to change his name to another name. And when he had got stopped, he gave them the spiritual name. They, 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 they set everything up in the spiritual name. But they wanted to make him think that all of that was real. See, I tell you, you guys are dealing with a fictitious entity out there that do fictitious things towards you, but it only becomes real if you accept these contracts, if you believe in it. It's just like anything. You believe you're going to be wealthy, you will be wealthy. You believe that you're going to, you broke, you're going to be broke. It's all belief system. So get all of that stuff in order. You know, if you want my hands-on coaching, that's the premium membership. That's $1,500. It's for one year only. I don't do renewals on it because you don't need it. You don't have to be tied to me forever. You know, one year is more than enough to get everything straight, teaching you how to operate in trust and operate your nationality correction properly, and you will see results. Okay, you will get a benefit. You're not paying me for nothing like you've been doing all of these years, filing UCCs, all kind of stuff, and and, and that's all you got is, is filings that you can't use. Everything I'm doing got an end game to it. End game, where, you, where you're taking all of these entities you're setting up and you're being able to have purchasing power with it and not operating out of the social. You want to operate behind the protection of a trust, corporation souls, self-supporting ministry, foundations, I know y'all never heard me say those last two things before. That's the next step in the evolution of progress. But, before, you know, that's enough about all of that. What I want to talk about, over the last couple of weeks, I'm part of a group, Les Brown, Personal Mentorship on Public Speaking. So I'm learning firsthand from the great, from him and his son. Uh, Leslie Brown uh, Jr. and Sr. I get to see these guys and talk to these guys live on Zoom 
once, sometimes twice a week. So the reason why I'm doing this, because I know I do well with speaking, but I also know I need more work. If I want to go to the next level, I got to train at the next level. And what better training you're going to get is from the man himself, who, who who's legendary in the arena of motivational speaking. A man who, you know, was told that he was basically mentally retarded. He he used to some of these uh, some, he had a term I can't even say it. <laughs> what he said I can't remember. But basically, they they said he he didn't have the mental capacity to be a motivational speaker. You know. And now he is a world-renowned motivational speaker who trains thousands of people. It's called Hungry to Speak. That's the name of the group. And, I mean, and it's very personal. I think they just recently started maybe a year ago. I just got in it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so it's it's in the beginning stages, basically. It's, it's, it's evolving. And And he's endorsing people's books putting his name on the foreword, like uh, a gentleman just launched a book yesterday. And, you know, I bought it to support the brother. And I heard his story. This brother had, had issues with his eyesight. So Les Brown had issues with his, what they said that he was, he wasn't capable because his, he had mental deficiencies or, or learning deficiencies. Then not only did Les Brown meet, meet that obstacle, he also had the obstacle of cancer uh, diagnosis throughout the years. And he didn't allow that to defeat him. You see, and then this other brother with serious eye issues, he wrote a book and he's in the, you know, in the group as well. I'm saying all this to say that you have people who met challenges, but they still pursued their greatness. They're still pursuing elevating themselves, making a difference, not just doing this for, you know, pride or recognition. They're doing it because they want to help others see that they can do it. They're actually following in the example of the Christ, making disciples, getting people to see their own greatness, that it's not just me that is great. It's just not Les Brown that's great. It's just not this other brother. Um, I'm sorry, I can't recall his name. That's great. You're great too. The only difference between Les Brown, myself, this brother is, you may not be working towards your greatness. You might feel like you have an idea that you're great, you know. You might have uh, uh, ideas in your head of things you want to do, but you're not moving forward with it. Why? It might be because you have people around you that's sucking up all your good energy that are discouraging you and you are choosing to believe what they told you. 
I, it reminds me a long time ago, well, a long, very long time, when I was a teenager, I was dating this girl, and she had an uncle that was a DJ at uh, 98.7 Kiss FM in New York. He was one of the DJs there. He said he was going to teach me how to be a DJ. And I was excited. I said, wow, because, you know, I love music, all the mixing and all of that, and I always wanted to know how those DJs did that work. I was fascinated with it. And when he said he was going to teach me and he wasn't going to, there was no fee or anything he was going to show me, I was excited. And I ran home, told my mother, told my brother, they were the first two people in my family. I, I expressed my excitement about it. My brother started making fun. Oh, you're going to be a DJ? Then he started mocking the whole DJ thing, doing the, you know, mixing. Oh, you're going to do this and that. I'm going to say, you're not going to be no DJ. You can't be the... Just shot my whole dream, my excitement down. And then then all of the excitement that I had turned into disappointment or doubt. Maybe they're right that I can't do this. Who am I to believe that I could be a DJ? What audacity do I have to even believe that? that? You know, I got that shameful thought. But the real shame was on them for even discouraging me, not wanting to see me do something. And the reason why, you know, my mom didn't want me to do it because it it was very religious. And they wanted me to pursue that. That was the only thing that they wanted me to do because that was going to save my life. Because one day God was going to come and he was going to get rid of all of the bad people and only the good people was going to be there if it was his will. That wasn't even a guarantee. But I need to pour all of my time and effort into the ministry and do nothing else. So I was about what, 15, 14, 15, maybe? Around that, close to that. And here we are at the age of 51, and God has still not come to exact his will on mankind according to their teachings. So what are you to do in the meantime until God come back and do these things that they claim is going to happen? You're supposed to sit back and do nothing? Just concentrate? You Do you really believe there's a God out there that wants you to sit back and live a mediocre life, a less than significant life, a life that doesn't touch others while you're just constantly preaching and promoting the Bible to people. Do you really believe that that is what he wants for you? Now, there's a scripture said, put forth the kingdom first and all these things will be added to you. So, yeah, okay, I believe in putting God first, putting spirituality first, but at the same time, God wants me to be great. Last time I checked and read the Bible, there were no, there weren't any broke people in the Bible. There were very prominent, wealthy people that was used. From Job, Abraham, Solomon, and even Christ wasn't a broke man. So he wasn't broke. They wanted to take his garments. They was, you know, casting lots for it, so it had to be worth something. No, 
See, what happens to us a lot of times is we allow our people to discourage us. We allow situations that come up to discourage us from doing the things that we want to do. I do I believe that everybody listening on this show um want to do something great. And that greatness that they want to do is to help others or be a inspiration to others. Like in the the group that I'm in and the the other groups I can see genuinely there's people out there that want to help others, that want to deliver a message that can empower others to be great. I can see that. See, if you want great things to happen, you have to get around positive people or people that are willing, wanting to be great and get around great people already, people like Les Brown, who genuinely want to help. He doesn't have a problem helping and, and bringing people up. I could see that. Or giving back the people, the things that he's learned throughout the years. You know, just imagine just hearing all of the stories and, and him personally telling you, okay, you could do this better and do this. And I witnessed him help someone who started out their speech and then he stopped them and then he gave them encouragement. And that woman delivered a very powerful speech after that encouragement. See, you have to get around people that want to see you succeed. And a lot of times that is not your close friends or family. That's why in the Bible, Christ said, you know, my family, the people that do the will of God, meaning my family are the ones who are willing to elevate, who want to do something, who want to help people, make a change. And that's what I'm doing here. This this station is making a change in people's lives. For so long, people have been on a journey of correcting status and getting information from people, and and that information misses the mark. And now they come over here. They don't hear me dogging other people, calling people out by name and and calling them names. They don't hear all of that stuff over here. You're not going to hear that here. Yeah, people talk about me all the time. There's there's groups or there's a particular station that constantly have my name in their mouth. But here, here it is. If they're talking about me, that means I'm doing something great. Because if they got to spend time trying to tear me down, tear what I'm doing down, they know that what's happening here is a making a difference. Now, they have the opportunity to do the same thing. Come on over, learn. You know, put the ego down and, and, and come learn. I, what I got is an open book. Come learn. I'm not holding anything back. Now, do I strategically let stuff out at a time, you know, when it's necessary? Something really big is going to happen this summer that I'm going to put out. But I'm putting all the pieces together. But if you want change, if you want to really correct your status, and see, one thing about here is we're not money chasing. 
we're not going to do anything for you that's going to hurt you financially and 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 then hurt you on the back end where you can get in some type of legal trouble. That's not what we're doing. This is a ministry of making change in people's lives. You see? And 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 y'all get a lot of misinformation. Like right now, somebody's asking about stars on a on a, on a passport card, and I've said, I don't know how many times those stars mean nothing, absolutely nothing. The reason why they believe that stars mean something because they on other stations, people telling them you got five stars, you got diplomatic status, you got this stars, you don't have all kind of nonsense. It's all trash information. If you can't back it up, their rules saying that this is what it means, stop wasting your time. I've done thousands. By this time, I have done thousands of people's passport cards, and I did a diligent search. I've done one, and what told me that it means nothing, one family did it. The children had more stars than the parents, doing the same exact process. People with Long extensive criminal backgrounds doing it got five stars with people with no issues at three. Some people without long extensive backgrounds having five stars didn't do anything significant, no other paperwork, five stars. It doesn't mean anything. Why do y'all continue to look for validation for something? Why can't you tell yourself that you're five stars? need something to say something on a card that says five stars. Tell yourself that you're five stars. Tell yourself that you're great. A piece of paper does not define you. What the government says you are doesn't define you. You define yourself. And that's the issue. Everybody wants something credits you from something to say I'm great. This is why people go up to school and get all these degrees, get into debt. Because I'm a PhD. I got a doctorate in this. I got this and I got this. And most of the people that got degrees are not even working in the fields that they went to school for. I'm not saying go get an education. Sure, go get the education, but education Credentials does not represent your potential. Again, your credentials do not represent your potential. Time and time and again, men have proven, women have proven without degrees that they can be great. Most of your great people throughout history don't have college degrees. They don't have, some of them don't even have a high school diploma. They got a GED. Some of your people that you like in the entertainment world did time. And then they changed their life around. They made a decision. It's all back to what I said in the beginning. It's a belief system. Brown didn't believe in the cancer. He beat the cancer. He's still here sharing his legacy with his children and everyone else. The brother with the eyesight issues. He didn't believe in that eyesight issue. He Now he's affecting lives. It's your belief system that makes you great. It's what you believe. You believe you're great, you're going to be great. I keep telling you, the difference between broke and poor, broke and rich, or poor people and rich people, 
is a mindset. It's simply that. Once you discover that it's just as simple as altering your mind, and altering your mind represents or means you change your life, once you understand that concept, nothing can stop you. This is a relatively simple concept, but sim- but the issue is people don't believe it. They allow distractions or the storms of life to come in and distract them from their mission. They allow people, things, situations. Now, there's one thing I heard in a group in and you guys know from listening to me from time to time that words of power and what you say is what it's going to be. I hear, and I heard this repetitious theme in some of the meetings, and people say, life's going to be hard. And that is true. But see, I have stopped calling life hard because what you call hard You're calling it to you. You're bringing it to you. You're going to bring hard to you. Life is a process. And challenging situations will arise. And if you choose to know that this is just a challenge and you will get to the other side of that challenge, a winner with a victory, then you have already won the moment you have taken on that mindset. You're just waiting on the results. That's it. You're waiting on just the results. Once you shift your mind and said, this is just a process, this is just a challenging situation that comes up from time to time, and I'm a victor, I'm, I, I'm going to win, I'm going to beat you, already won. You just got to be patient and see it through. So many times, I I mean, just people I come across, people that I know, I can see victory for some people coming, and it's coming. I can see it on the, and then they get right to the door and turn around and walk back in the other direction. And I stop trying to interfere with people's walk because no matter how much you tell them, listen, you're going to win. You're going to win, win. It's up to them to make make it happen for them. You can only do but so much. You can only get them, give them so much information. The young lady that I was talking about that was about to give her speech, she was, you know, you could tell she was nervous and she was trying to put all her thoughts together and he stopped her and he delivered an inspiration that was only about three minutes and then he stopped and he said go and she went boom and she blew her speech out out the water she blew everybody away with her speech see that's what happens when you have great people encouraging you and that's what you have to do you know it's an investment to it's not free to sit down with les brown that's not a free thing That's an investment in myself. Are you investing in yourself, in the things you say you want? See, a lot of y'all, a lot of people come to me and they want me to teach them all of this stuff, show them what I'm doing, but they don't want, they they got the hand out. They don't want to invest in their own freedom, their own knowledge. 
piece of knowledge. They don't want to invest. And then you know, they come and they, they, they do little things. They throw little tantrums and they think I'm going to back down. No, my time is very valuable. And if you want my time, it's going to cost. And And you should feel the same way about your business, the things you're doing. You're valuable. What you're doing is valuable. And 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 people who appreciate you will invest in you. And people who don't appreciate you, they're not going to invest. Peace and peace unto you. <laughs> Have a nice day. Because for everyone that walks and don't appreciate you, you're going to get ten that will. The money is never going to stop flowing. Your success, your prosperity is never going to stop flowing. It's unlimited. You have unlimited wealth. You are ear to wealth. See, we've been told otherwise. And we believe that. We believe all of these lies about, you know, it's you know, being poor. That's a being poor and broke is a lie. That is a fictitious lifestyle that you've accepted. That's not what you're here for, to be broke and destitute, having all of these drama. No, that's what you chose to believe in and accept. And if you can understand that, you can change it. You can change all of that just by simply changing your thoughts, your mind, and then becoming repetition with it. You know, it's not just changing your thoughts. That's the starting point. But you got to be repetition. You have to talk to yourself. You have to say to yourself, you're great. You know, I am a millionaire. I am wealthy. You know, if you want a relationship, a good wife or a husband, you got to say, I, you got to speak to yourself. I am a good husband. Or I have a good wife. And guess what? That good wife will show up. You have to, people become or manifest the qualities that are in your mind. That energy, that thought, that positive thought you're putting out, those people will come and become that. They will transform right in front of your your eyes. You got a problem with your wife or your husband? Change your thoughts about them. Change the negative thoughts you have about them and watch. They transform. And it's not them that transform. You transform. Because you changed your mind. It's just that you were in a negative state of mind and all you want to see is what's bad about them. All you want to see is what they did to you. All you want to talk about is the past. And I, you know, I've done that a lot. <laughs> and I'm still working on that. But I recognize that that's it. That it's not the other person. It's you. It's only you creating the drama, creating the good. It's you. No, Akeem, it's not me. I, he did, he did, he did, he, 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 she, 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 that, 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 they, they, they. That finger pointed always in another direction. Nope. It's not them. It's not they. It's not him. It's not her. It's only you. They're just actors in the play you're writing in your mind. That's it. You see? So, 
<laughs> I mean, still somebody's trying to tell me about this. They talked to someone who's in an official capacity and said that that's diplomatic immunity. No, it's not. It's not that. Now, I know doing the process that I do for the passport um, gives you the status of protected. I wouldn't say diplomatic immunity because, I mean, we got that confirmed in our membership. Guy worked for the government. They looked him up. He said, yeah, you know, you, you, you look different. I'm not quite sure why. They couldn't see all of the background information. But stars mean absolutely nothing until somebody give me some evidence. Otherwise, that's pretty much what I've come up with uh, based on my experience. Keep in mind that you are five-star without a five-star card. That's all. That That's that's what's important. Uh, what is it? 758. Let's see. What did I, what did I wanted to talk about? I really didn't. If you guys want to talk to me, the number is across the screen. There it is, 563-999-3615. Call in now, and I'll talk to you. Young lady who want to talk about the five stars, you can call in, and we can have a discussion about that. Um, 563-999-3615. Call in, talk to me live. You just be, keep in mind, you'll be live on the air. Um, Let me tell y'all something, you know, back, you know, to my regular teachings of jurisdiction. Jurisdiction is everything. Had experience, brother was in court. All he did was talk about jurisdiction, and he walked out of there. Now, he was looking at some time, but he walked out. He didn't consent to anything, and he walked out of there. He's home right now. <laughs> okay. See, they, they put on these shows for you guys and you believe that stuff and uh, you go and you, you get into their jurisdiction. What happens to part two video? What video? You talking about uh, Richard Cornforth? I watched all three videos. I was going to teach on it tonight. Um, I I just didn't do it. I'm, I'm probably going to, sometime this week, I'm going to pull it up and do a separate lesson on it. You know, Tuesdays is my inspiring the people night, you know, and I like to do that. And, um, you know, that video, the second video is like an hour and a half. The third video is like an hour and a half, but it's very good information. Very, very good information about jurisdiction. I got them. I got all three of those videos. And then I watched another video about uh, what is the true law. You know, right now, a lot of us, are, which, what we're using is uh, prima facie law. It seems like it's a law, but it's not quite. The statutes at large are, is the law. If you really want to see what a law is, what it really means, you got to go to the statutes at large. Those little codification is just a summary or a prima facie, meaning it's like, here's an example. You got a car. Like you see a car you want to buy. It's a Honda Accord, right? Say it's red. It looks like it's got some good tires. From afar, it looks great. You want to buy that car. 
Got a for sale sign on it. So you go up there, you, you want to buy the car, and then you discover, you pull up the hood, there's no engine or transmission. So, yeah, it looks like it's a Honda Accord or something. Looks like it's a good vehicle, but when you pull it up, they don't have the necessary components for you to drive it off. That's what you're dealing with when you're doing, dealing with those statutes and codes. You're dealing with a law without the engine and transmission. So if you really want to beat these people, you need to go to the statutes at large and read that law exactly how it reads. And then you have the real law. On top of the Constitution, you become almost unbeatable. See, the you got to remember, those codes and statutes that they're using to hang you, and you go to the the, the actual statutes at large and read it, and it has a different interpretation. And then you find out what the common law interpretation of it, and that's the common law interpretation is what the Supreme Court has said it means. You got them because they're not using real law in those courtrooms. They're using prophecia law, something that seems like it's the law, but it's not. Remember, laws cannot be written in contradiction to the Constitution. And if you read all of these codes, they are written in contradiction to the Constitution, but the statutes at large are not written in contradiction to the Constitution. You see? But they're using it on you all day, and if you don't challenge it and you consent to it, you start arguing it, that's it. You know? Brother was at trial claiming jurisdiction. And yeah, at the end, the jury said guilty, but guess what? He went out and he still left. They put on a show. <laughs> put on a show. Uh, yeah, that's right. Good advice. Get a consultation. You know, I'm not into like the hearsay information, like when people tell me what they think or I, I like I like evidence. Let's see let's see uh who's out there. I got a got some people on the line over here. I'll get you in a second. I see your hand. Oh, we got Amexa Moore, Indigenous Nolans, Divine Sovereign, Peace, Karen Israel. Congratulations again on getting your passport book passport booking card. Oh, of course she used my process. That's why she's on here uh, talking about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, who else out there? Sea King Bay. Peace. Dexter Johnson. DJB Thunder. Peace. Bo, Bo Bowman's. Otep. Elohim. Uh, Amexa Moore. We got you, D.D. Heyman, Macon Mills, Yalik L. I think I got Desi Johnson. If I didn't get you, I got you now. All right. Um, let's see. What, 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 what are they talking about on the phone? Let's see who's out there. 504215. What's up, King Mel? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, man, now, my brother, hey, I'll be home in Louisville, Texas, uh, this, uh, you know, this week or next week, you know, but 
I was supposed to be home like two weeks ago and a half, but what happened, mm-hmm. the money was so good on the road as a truck driver, I had to uh, stay out here just a couple more, uh, you, well, you, well, you, know, you know, a couple more weeks, you know, to get this money, you know. Now, okay, when I get ready to go back that. home, uh-huh, now when I get ready to go home, remember I told you that my passport application was denied because of the photo of the fan bus. The reason why right. it was denied, I'm yeah, telling you, that, right, yeah, come by Louisiana, like this. In Louisiana, and I live in the Texas, so so nowhere I have two addresses that kind of confuse them. So what I'm gonna do is transfer my Louisiana license to Texas license. But before I transfer it, I will make sure that I have my fans on when I take my CDL license for the Texas. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So when I do that, then I'm going to re-give them my Texas new license, and I'm gonna get them to. Uh, Two photo, uh, one without the fan and one with the fans on, you know. So just in case, you know, I won't go into trouble with them, you know. But trust me, I will do a motion compel. And, you well, know, them, uh, do the fans, you know, it's religious. <laughs> I would include in the affidavit uh, oh. for your religious, you know. Right, yeah, you know, religious. I already got the affidavit for it. I already got my affidavit pre-made everything, you know. But, you know, so I got everything good. Man, money been good. Money been good, man. Sure. Ever since, you know, you kept on saying, uh, Brother Ike, Brother Ike, you know. And I'm like, man, who is Brother Ike, man? Why you always say Brother Ike? The one day, man, you know, with the Brother Ike uh, channel. And before you know it, I started hating money, started loving money. Now, I'm making more money yeah, like know. I ain't never seen money before. Yeah, we we hey, as a people been taught how to hate money. <laughs> we we been taught how to hate on it, hate on people who make money. People right, I love the people got big money. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? A poor man, poor woman can't hire me, or, or you know what I'm saying? To put money on the table for me, you know. <laughs> poor people mm. can't never hire me. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Well, you yeah, gotta have man, a respect for money. You have to. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a you know you don't have to be greedy about money. You have to have a, right. a certain level of love for it to get it. Or it right. won't. You'll never have it. Game. You don't respect it. You never have it. If you yeah. do get it, you won't keep it. You know, right. I, I know and people who sit and say, "Oh, man, money, money ain't all that." You know, I'm not money. Is, and they think that they tied for it saying that, and then they wonder why they can't get money. I to change that. And I started talking. I'm like, yo, you know why you always running out of money? Because you don't have a respect. So you always think about losing money. That's right. Yeah. Hey, hey, kid, check this out, kid. Now, you know, now my business is doing so good with this new truck. Uh, you know, you know, new truck I bought and everything. And guess what? July, I need all the requirements in six months. And guess what? My uh, bank account has been looking good. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do in July and get this business loan, you know. Right. So, you, you know, I had pictured myself getting a business loan for at least fifty thousand to maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know. So right now, I'm picturing myself getting that business loan in July. When I get that business loan, I ain't nothing nice, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't nothing nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You get it, brother. You will get it. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, you know what I'm saying? 
I pitched myself thought the best outside driving the truck too, you know. And plus, you know, like I said, you know, I plan to do a lot of things, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, besides driving AC wood all the time, but I plan to, you know, do some business. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man, do some business. Oh yeah. Good. Man, man show is good, bro. I love I'm, show, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, happy by the way, brother, look. Uh huh. By the way, look. Before I let you go, now, once this show is over, now, what I'm gonna do is do a jurisdiction and you know what I'm saying, you know, what the court always you know look for, you know what I'm saying? So, when I'm going to do with that and all that, you know, when the show is over, you know, now, you know, when the show is over, I'm going to show a sample of what jurisdiction and, and adventure look like, you know, when you put it on your paper, you know, for your pleading. I'm going to show how jurisdiction uh, looks like. Oh, uh, wait, okay, I heard jurisdiction, but what was the right, adventure? 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. like E-N-U-E, yeah, you know, I'm going to show an example, you know, you know, you know, make the judge eye open up, you know, make the clerk, uh, uh, you know, eye open up, you know what I'm saying? Because I hear, you yeah, know, I, I always do, what you're talking about. Right, yeah, yeah, you know, what I'm going to do, put that on the show, you know, once the show is over, I'm going to put that in the comment, you know, on the record comment once the show is over, you know, All so right. people can see how it looks like. All right, look so like. check it out here. Yeah, you know, All right, check it out. Uh, yeah, jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction can be brought up at any time. I mean, mm-hmm. even, even on pleading. On the line, um, even if the case is closed or supposedly closed, we know cases don't really close. And people really don't understand what that subject matter jurisdiction really means. Right. You know, if there's no competent witness, there's no subject matter jurisdiction. Right, huh? And I believe that's uh, rule 901, right? Rule 901. But the problem is right here, nobody don't put that in their jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? All right, you know what I'm saying? Like you, got the judge, you got the party. Huh? I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, I believe that's going to be rule 101. Open Must have your own. Uh, it's rule seventeen. What on road right now? Rule seventeen. Oh, rule seventeen. Yeah. 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 You see it? Yeah, rule seventeen. A matter must be brought in the name of the real party of interest. So when they coming mm-hmm. after you, and, 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 and the attorneys are trying to say you did this and that, they're not the real party of interest. Right. Uh-huh. And see right there. You got to put that in your jurisdiction, you know what I'm saying? Where it says mm-hmm. jurisdiction and venture, put that in there. That the court has jurisdiction of Rule 17, you know what I'm saying? Boom, when you put that in there, watch the look on the judge's face and watch the look on the clerk's face. You know what I'm saying? Because right there, cause once you file that into the record and put the case number and everything in there, oh, mm-hmm. man, you know, trust me. Now, I will That's tell you this. Ain't gonna talk. A lot of people say... Personal jurisdiction, if you waive it, if you don't challenge it. Really, you to put the jurisdiction, in jurisdiction period you know? can be raised at any time because think about it. Right. If there's an error in the case and the judge never had proper jurisdiction to render the decision, then they, uh, they go back and you can void the case. A personal jurisdiction right. is one of the only ones that you have a. 
it's 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 perpetual, meaning it can go on for years. You can get a a decision, right? You know, but like say personal jurisdiction, you can raise that at any time during the trial or during the phase of the case before it goes out. You can raise it. A lot of people get that confused, but subject matter jurisdiction after it's closed, even years, ten, twenty, you can bring that up. Jurisdiction I put everything on paper, you know. Right, right. The right here? While the proceeding right, is you know, still. Right, you know. I already put it on paper in the pleading, you know what I'm saying? So nowhere I already put it in pleading. And once I put that in the pleading, like put my factual and put the violation count in there and I put the prayer release, and I promise you, they'll never have you in that courtroom once you put that pleading so good. Because, you know, I always tell people like this, you know, if you gonna go in that now, court room, make sure your jurisdiction is like. Hold on a second. This guy's going. I done done like ten shows on jurisdiction where I read out of the mm-hmm. laws that says jurisdiction can be brought up at any time. Right. Yeah, I know. Anytime. As, I think that's Even the question. Twelve. Let's see. Right. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to read. A lot of people are not reading. They're just telling you their opinion. Yeah, Key? Yeah, hey, good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear right. you. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of breaking in and out, you know, on the road. That's why I would like Luther, uh, you know, contact real quick. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I'm kind of like in and yeah. out on the road. Yeah, yeah King? Uh, I'm here. Oh, all right, I hear you, All right, there you go. I'm sitting here trying to read the finest uh, the rule. Uh, oh, look, King, look, Tyler 28. Yeah, I'm reading, King, I'm look, reading down rule 12. 1746. What was that? Tyler 8. I say, you know, Tyler 8, 1746. You know? Tyler 8. Yeah, unsworn declaration on a penalty purchase. Oh, that's unsworn declaration. Oh, um, that's right. Because you know what I'm saying, you know, once that job moved that case forward, that job perjured itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By accepting unsworn affidavit, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like this, you know, not July. Like I said, once I get that money, I would tell the uh, that you in Florida. And another dude in Louisiana texted that once I get that money, I'm coming down there. I'm going after the old case, brother. I told you I'm going back to the mm-hmm. old case. And you know when I come down there, trust me, we ain't gonna do all that crazy stuff that y'all learn like after they crazy stuff. No, what we're gonna do is go to the clerk office first. Before we do anything, we're gonna go to the clerk office because rude is like here. Yeah. Hey, they put you in that courtroom. Everything belongs to that clerk office. You know, once the judge sent to you or uh, give you halfway house or work release or probation parole, everything must be filed onto the record in the public law. I mean, you know, you know the, uh, the clerk office. Mm-hmm. Everything's supposed to be filed. If it's not filed, then guess what? We got a violation. Nor and void. That's right. It could be nor and void. And guess what? We could go back on the old case. I told mm-hmm. you like this, you know. The bond, 
the service agreement, all that part to be filed at the clerk officer. Once they uh sent to you or give you time, whatever, probation. When you, you look go when back you, at the clerk you, officer. When you get all that taken care of, just, just come and show us. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, look. I'm going to show you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, once I get that business loan, I'm going to stop driving this truck for a month. Because I'm going down there and take care of business. Because <laughs> like that brother said on that, uh, that that video, brother, that you could go back on them case. Remember that white guy said? You could go back on them case. I don't care. It was mm-hmm. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You could go back. You could go back. Oh, yeah. It's all about styling. Filing. You can go back if subject mm-hmm. matter jurisdiction. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and well, another thing I like about it, like I said before, with subject matter jurisdiction, you have to show that they didn't have a competent witness who, who justified or a competent uh, affidavit from a competent witness on the record. Mm-hmm. And which most of these cases don't. They never do. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part, foreclosures. All of them are, are right. in error on that point alone. Right. And also, remember I told you that the clerk in the county, it's the alien custodian property and the contract settlement. You know, I would tell this guy in Florida, go to jury act by the Congress, jury act. It'll let you know when they set up Congress, your county clerk is part of the Congress. A lot of people don't realize this, but your county clerk is part of the Congress. That way, they must keep record what's going on in that county. They must keep record of everything. A uh, uh, mm-hmm. new building being built. It's, it's like this. In Dent, Texas, in, in, you know, in Dent, Texas, or Dent County I live in, right? We got like 26 cities. You cannot have 26 cities without that county clerk recording office. You cannot have 26 mayors in Dent County without that, uh, that county clerk recording office, right? Now, the city I live in, Dick County, is Louisville, Texas. And Louisville, Texas got what? A, a police department called Louisville Police, right? Now, if I wanted to uh, go after them, I don't file a complaint at the Louisville Police Department. You know where I go? To the financial department for the Louisville Police Department. You see what I'm saying? Now, for the sheriff and the state trooper that live in Dick County, I go to the clerk recording office. You see what I'm saying? So those are two different agencies. It's like this, Ken, you know, where you live at, Ken, in the city, you know, what city you live in? Charlotte. All right, Charlotte, all right. Now, what the county is? Mecklenburg. All right, Mecklenburg. Now, in Charlotte, you got the Charlotte Police Department, right? Correct? Uh, they got the Charlotte Police Department. They got several uh, entities. And where you getting? Get to the point. Uh, all right. Now... If you ever want to uh, go after the, uh, the police department for Charlotte, you don't go to the police department for a complaint. You go get their bond and their, uh, you know, their bond and their oath right there mm. at the financial department. The sheriff, you go, you know, they go to the court. That's a whole. Everybody says that, but I don't see anybody uh, being successful. Uh, you know, all right, look. Every state got this thing called. Uh, municipal corporation statute law. The municipal mm-hmm. corporation statute law. If you go to that, it'll tell you where the city police officer bond and owe at. It's at the financial department. It never fails. It's like a New York City. You know, I was telling a brother in New York City that live in Bronx. You know, don't go to the precinct 
Go to the financial department. Okay, I got to ask you because you're giving a lot of advice out. How much Mm -hmm. where is your success in this advice? Wait a minute, say again, Keem? Where is your success in this advice? You're telling people to do stuff. Where is your proof or experience in getting some type of remedy out of that? Oh, I said to go to the statute law. It, it should be there. Now, you know, some state had took the, uh, uh, you know, that law out, you know what I'm saying, for the, uh, the municipal police department, like the officer. They actually took them law out. But what I would do is write a uh, freedom information request and tell them, look, give it to the financial department with the officer name on there. And when you do that, right. get the buy and oh. And when you do that, you let but, me know uh, you want to go ahead and file a complaint. Dude, I'm asking you, what remedy have you gotten from that? Nothing. Reason why? Nobody okay. don't want to follow up on it. You know, nobody don't want to follow up on it. That, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah, you know. My point right, is... Because yeah, right here, nobody don't want to follow up on it, you know? That's what you're saying. I've heard that... I don't know how many times. It's too many times to me even mention it. But I don't see anybody getting women anymore. See, we gotta be in the habit of talking about things we get results. And that's what I talk. I try to stay on topic with what I get results. I, I can't tell you something. Without a but let right, me express yeah. these jurisdictions. I was sitting here researching that. Hey, let me. I'll talk to you next time. Peace, brother. All right, peace. All right. All right. Got a lot of background noise there. Um, here it is. I'm looking at it. This is uh, what page is this? Page two. This is in a Supreme Court decision. In the Supreme Court of the United States, it is uh, Jamal Haram Lewis Lapin. Where's this? Where's the opinion at? This is just. I don't like this one. I'm going to get another one. Jurisdiction can be raised at any time during the proceedings. Any time. Uh, let's see. Any form of jurisdiction can be waived, even at the decision-making stage of that case. I have to go back to my old video, but yes. Subject matter jurisdiction can be raised years later, but personal jurisdiction can be raised at any time. Any type of jurisdiction can be raised or claimed. And how I know for a fact, because I've seen the guy do it. Well, I wasn't in the court with him, but he was calling me throughout the whole process because he was nervous. And uh, he walked out of there after that. So. And DJ B. Thunder, how do you properly bring up jurisdiction in a foreclosure case? Um, a foreclosure case, you just got to bring up the error. They, if you got the evidence, is what is the issue? Who testified that had firsthand knowledge in your case? No one. What evidence that they present of, from someone with firsthand knowledge? No one. There you go. 
That's how you raise it, uh, DJB Thunder. You go back to your case, look at your your um your case and see what they presented as evidence against you. And you already know that none of that evidence meets the test of the rules of evidence. Look at it. If it's an affidavit, it's from someone who said their computer says something. Oh, my computer says he owes this. That's not evidence. That computer could be wrong. No, the real evidence that you're looking for, who sat at the table at the time and witnessed you signing that contract? Or And also, who's there to certify that that, correct, that record is counting from zero is correct? That you can personally put on the stand and, and, and um, question under oath. Attorneys cannot give testimony. And all of the evidence that the judge used or relied on was basically what the attorney told them. You see? All right. Uh, let's see if any other questions is out there. Yeah, when y'all come on and talk about what can and can't be done, I mean, I've heard, I had people tell me that they could do all kinds of stuff, and then when I ask that question, it always comes to the same answer. Nobody. Uh, somebody wants to know, can I talk about the Real ID Act that says by May 23rd, if one wants to travel domestically by plane or go into certain federal buildings, a Real ID is needed. Okay. Short and simple answer, get your passport. Done. You won't have to worry about that. Do not do the Real ID with the DMV because they're going to put a little, um, a little, um, what do you call that? Um, it's a thing they put on there. What's the symbol they put on those? Because mine don't have it. It's a little symbol they put on there that makes it a federal ID. You don't want to do that because in order to, I mean, simply when they, what makes it become a real ID is when you give them a second form of proof of your address. And we all know your address, considered a resident, makes you a U.S. citizen. So, or they uh, they will assume you're a U.S. citizen. So, to get around the whole Real ID Act, get you a passport, get your passport done. You won't have to worry about that. That is accepted internationally, domestically, and, and you should only be used. Um, yeah, it is a star. You're right, KM. Um it can only be used. What I was, what I, some, I lost my thought. Um, you should only be using a passport for ID or a passport card. I do not go flashing that driver's license around. I showed him my passport. Dexter Johnson said uh, he that personal jurisdiction has to be raised at the beginning, or you waive it. He's looking at Rule 12 where you waive certain defenses at the beginning. But jurisdiction can be challenged at any time during the phase. And there's a lot of – see, what you have to look at is the holdings. The court holdings, they tell you right there, okay, jurisdiction. Now, subject matter jurisdiction, 
is the only one that you can go after years after the case is closed. But if you raise jurisdiction in the beginning or anywhere during that trial phase, you guys don't have personal jurisdiction. They have to give you an answer. And if they don't, they don't have jurisdiction. Okay. I did about three or four shows on that. And I think I know I got a video where I actually read where it said that. And I was just sitting there trying to find it. You know how when you're trying to find these things, you don't have them popping up. But I will deliberately go look for it and do a show on it next week or sometime this week if I have time. All right? So let's see. I'm still trying to dig it out. Let's see. What other questions y'all got? Your CDL must have your address. No, you you misunderstanding that. All driver's license have a um address on it. What I'm saying is what makes the process that gets you that star saying that you have a real ID, they want a second form of proof of address. And that's what gets you the real ID. That simply that. Extra, you know, regularly you only had to just show one bill now they want to show two things you present them two things that shows your address on it and that'll get you the real id that's what i meant by that it's their process oh trying to look for some more questions any more callers calling five six three nine 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 Three six one five. No, nah, no more questions. Ah, right, yeah. Next week I'll do the um the show on it again because every because how can you not raise jurisdiction while the tree you, you could you could just hey this court lacks jurisdiction and you state the reasons why. I, and and and, and uh, here's the thing, I'm talking from my own personal experience. Just from a simple spelling wrong, that's personal jurisdiction. If your name's not correct, if they didn't get the proper party in there, then almost always they don't have the proper party because why the name is styled incorrectly. But in my case, it was spelled and styled incorrectly. That's personal jurisdiction. All right, y'all, that's it for me. Let me see. I see. I like to get all y'all questions out now because next, you know, I'll get emails, pop up phone calls. Do you still sell? No, I yes, I do have the the ebook. Actually, my son had that. I'll give you the link to his page right now so you can get that from him. I I don't uh, concentrate on stuff on that like that anymore. So let me get you the link where you can go get you the CPN ebook. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Here it is. I thought he sent me that link. Oh, here it is. 
right. It's called soulcreditrepair.net. S-O-L-creditrepair.net. He's got all that stuff there. Go check him out. It's the same stuff that I was using, but, you know, I let him. That's his area of expertise now. There it is in the link. I'm going to put a link on my website for anybody that needs credit repairs, debt collection help. You go to him. He will hook you up and take care of that, okay? All right. Um, let's see what else. That's the point. See, you're making my point just by saying if you participate on the marriage person jurisdiction is way. No, that's my whole point. See, what I teach is don't talk about the other issues. Always talk about jurisdiction. And you're done. As soon as, and I always taught that as soon as you start talking about arguing the points, you're in there. They got you. I teach, that's what I tell people. Don't I, I never ever go into a court and talk about whether I was speeding or whether it, some other nonsense. It's not necessary. And I've also seen where people have talked about it and retracted and say, "Hey, no, here's 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 is you don't have jurisdiction and and walk out of there." Because here's the thing: when you understand how cases are styled, right? Whenever you sue someone, you in your initial complaint, you have to lay out how the court has jurisdiction, whether you live in the county, this transaction took place there. Okay, when you're dealing with a traffic ticket or something like that, when are they outlining that complaint that you was in that county or you, you're from that county or this court has jurisdiction because such and such? They never state that. And there is no official complaint other than a citation, which is not really a complaint. So, yes, you can raise personal jurisdiction in situations like that at any time because they never said it on the record. Hey, how do y'all have jurisdiction? No one has ever stated it or even respond. And whenever, and I've seen it 100% of the time, whenever someone yells out personal jurisdiction, and, and they don't even respond. They, they'll just say, oh, we have jurisdiction. How? Or they ignore. And then they ignore and play like they're going through it, and then the person walks out there, no ticket, no, no, no conviction, no nothing. Why? Because if they get on the record and that person was asking that court about jurisdiction, the jurisdiction can, the church, the, the, uh, the, the, the court cannot, the judge can't tell you he has jurisdiction. The other side has to explain to the judge how he has jurisdiction and what gives the court jurisdiction. And then they can move forward. And if you're still objecting to it, they got to They have to plainly show you that jurisdiction. They have to. Because if you go to an appeals and they see, well, the court was not, the jurisdiction was never properly established on the record, case over. And see, what they'll do is, oh, they'll come to you, well, you know, we, we'll do this and try to give you something, a deal that you almost can't refuse. I mean, I'm talking from experience. Uh, 
Listen, brother, if you want to debate, they got other channels to debate. I'm not here to debate you because I don't see you putting anything out there as proof, Dexter Johnson, that you know what you're talking about. See, that's the problem with it. Everybody want to get in there and they want to debate. They want to debate and get nothing done. I'm getting stuff done. What have you got done? What have you gotten done? Who have you helped? Who who have you helped with serious, looking down the pipe of serious charges and they're still out there doing business and owning trucking companies? Who, who have you helped? Man, get, go, go, listen. See, I don't put up with this. I put them out. They go somewhere else. See, this is not a place for debate and who's right and you want to make yourself right. You'll be right on your own channel. You can create a channel and you can talk about what you think is right. Okay? Have a nice day. See, we kill that noise quick up in here. All right, everybody. That's it. Uh, I don't see any more questions. Somebody said, well, here's another one. Bo Bowman's is asking, what herbs should I use to restore my kidney function? Uh, there is something called kidney cleanse, but I recommend you getting with the brother um, Solomon. I think you got on my website and asked that same question. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you his uh, his number, his shop number. Uh, let's see. Solomon's Temple, the number to his shop is 8036618945 tell him my team sent you set up a consultation with him he would he would he would give you the healing that you need all right well, for, i don't know what type of what you're drinking what you're taking into your system that's giving you the low kidney function he 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 actually he he went to school to be a doctor you know all right, net. that's my son's website. He's the one, he's doing all of the credit repair stuff. Uh, go see him. He has the CPN ebook. Go see him on that, net. Let me put that up on the, the screen. There it is. Oh, by the way, I, I almost forgot. Um, appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, you know, I always like to shout out. If y'all got a business y'all want to share on my channel, and it's a a good business, a positive business, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't promote strip clubs and things like that. <laughs> so I got to be clear because y'all send me some crazy stuff. Um, here's the 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 uh the company called Wolf's Mane's Beer Beer. This is their number. They sent me some samples. Uh dot com. Let's put that up there. Right there at the bottom it's scrolling. And here's their look their commercial.
There it is. That's that's the Wolf's main bed care. All right, go check them out. Good people. Somebody said, "Can you give that number again?" I will put Solomon's Temple number in the chat, so you can forever go back and get it. It'll be here. And for eternity on the YouTube channel. All right. The number is 803-661-8945. Solomon's Temple. Let me type this correctly. There it is, right there. It's not only in the chat, it's on the screen. All right, get them likes up. Get them likes up. I'll hang out with y'all if y'all got more questions. My, you know, my daughter's away for the summer. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I got to do her. Uh, she's graduating. She's going on to high school. Uh, so I'll be involved in those festivities there you go y'all see Solomon's temple number good brother very good brother very giving brother at at, at that he really helped yeah and remember everything I say is not legal or law law of advice if you want an attorney they got plenty of them in the do a Google search and a whole plethora of them will pop up and see if they can help you. Um, and you know, just on that whole debate and stuff, why are we so quick to debate with each other all the time? How about we get together and, and put some money together to build something? Brothers, Yo, people always trying to prove someone wrong and prove themselves right. Well, prove yourself right by creating a business that is helping your people. Prove yourself right by making some money to build a legacy for yourself and your family. That's what I want to have a conversation about. I don't have time for debates on this, these little these issues. But if you're going to come on this channel, bring your proof. If you're going to come on here and talk about how you discharge and you're doing all this stuff, bring your proof. Other than that, I don't really want to hear it. I don't, I don't care to, to even have a conversation about it because it's worthless information to me. If you don't have proof of what you're saying, you see? Why is everybody always wanting to argue about something? And it'd be about stuff that ain't making them any money. No, I know this this brother Kwame Brown, he's having, you know, challenges and he's speaking up after they dogged him for over twenty years, about twenty years or so, you know, he's coming back at him. You know. And and and, and what he's doing is, is 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 working. He's getting attention of people. But that's that see it's working for him because that's where he need to be right now. 
watch in in six months, maybe a year, he'll be onto some more positive stuff. I can promise you that. He's got everybody's attention now. He's what he's doing. He's pointing out all of these so-called people who are for the people, but they're not. If for bringing the people down, and he's exposing that. See, I don't have to do that because he does a good job of doing that. He exposing those type of people. Here, I'm going to show you how to use your mind, make more money, have a better relationship. You know, don't make the same mistakes I make by, you know, not using my mind properly. That's with my platform. That's where I flourish. I don't flourish in trying to beat up on people and talking about people. I don't flourish in that. Because I believe in staying on code. We don't put each other down in public we could talk and have our beef amongst each other, but we don't have to go out in the public and, 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 and publicly crucify people, especially when they're not around to defend themselves. I don't agree with that at all. You know, you know, I'm 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 a little older. Let them talk. Because if I get off my message and I'm I'm going back and forth with these and. For what? None of them people writing checks. You're right. Discharge is phony. (laughs) It is. For most of that discharge conversation is phony. 99.9% of it. SPC, phony. And these guys are teaching this stuff for years, telling y'all this stuff. And you know what I hear? People get on, oh, this is great information, blah, blah, blah. But nobody ever sit up there and be bold enough to say, can you show me how this has made your life better? So I hold y'all, the listening audience, accountable. I hold you accountable. It's not them. They're just talking. Why are you not holding these people accountable they're giving you processes, sending you out there to the wolves to do these processes, and next thing you know, you're walking out of their cuffs or you're getting questioned and you're getting all, these, these, all this beef that you created because you're just listening to people. Why? I had somebody tell me, oh, yeah, you can go do this at the dealership, blah, blah, blah. And then when I pushed a little bit harder, Okay, great. That sounds great, but okay, you you got the information? Oh, oh, I, I'm going to give you the information after I, I get with the guy that actually did it. You see what I'm saying? It's crap like that that be like, yo, you're sitting here telling me that this can be done and you haven't done it. And that's dangerous. And irresponsible. And it's irresponsible on us as a people just running with stuff like that without vetting it. I'm off. Shoot, y'all got me giving a second win now. I'm about to get off. It's almost 9 o'clock. All of these people that are telling you this, that, and the other day, they don't have any proof for anything. And then when it comes time and your butt is in the fire... You can't even pick up the phone and call them. People that I deal with will not have that complaint about me. I answer the phone. 
especially if I know they in a bad situation. I will answer that phone. Because I'm not running from nobody. I'm not lying to nobody. I'm not giving people false hopes. And a lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all pay these people then when to do something, then you call them, you in the fire, and nobody answering the phone. Can't catch them. You get on the show, they see your number, they don't even pick open up your mic no more. SPC is not even what it should be called. That secured party creditor. There is no such thing as a secured party creditor. It's secured party. And I, yeah, that's right, DJB, I do respond to text. Now, sometimes, and just sometimes, <laughs> y'all catch me in the right, in a bad mood, I'm going to cuss your ass out. <laughs> but I still talk to you. Hold on, let me get this call. Peace, 919-492. Akeem, how you doing, man? Yo, what's up? G-Money, what's going on? Man, I just want to tell the people just like what you said. I'm living proof. Akeem, 100. If anybody doubt it, I'll fight for him. Hell, he 100. All the way around the board, you can call him in court. You can call him in fucking probation. He going to answer the phone. If he your people, I guess he, he my people. But at the end of the day, he ain't never let me down. He 100. As far as I'm concerned, and I appreciate him, Akeem. I appreciate you, man, and much love for everything you do for everybody else. It's super much love what you didn't did for me. You know what I'm saying? That's all Thank I say. The proof Thank in the pudding with me. With me, the proof in the pudding. Now everybody else who's just listening and they never dealt with you on that level, they can say what they want, and it really don't even matter because they don't. They can't say Akeem did this to me and that to me. If you don't call them, if you don't deal with them. But I deal with him on a regular, and ever since I've been dealing with him, he's been a hundred. If I call him, if I need him, I'm in a jam. Sometimes I don't be in a jam. It's just my damn mind playing tricks on me. He'll be like, gee, come on, calm down, man. Just change your thought process a little bit. And, and you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's a lot. I mean, it might seem like a little bit. It's a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I appreciate you, man, for everything you do. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, all the information you give, you're a solid brother as far as I'm concerned now. You know, everybody else can say what they want, but as far as I'm concerned, you're solid, bro. Right. Thank you, brother, for saying that. Saying that. This is and like I said, you ain't, you ain't never, you ain't never led me in the wrong direction. I can say that. You never led me in the wrong direction with no false stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you, uh, you keep it. You know what I'm saying? 100. Like I just said, you keep it 100. So, you know what I'm saying? For all those naysayers and haters and shit, they can keep on hating. But we're going to keep on striving. Right. They can hate. But see, what I'm saying is, if you disagree with me, and I can be wrong, I have been wrong in the past, show me the proof. Until you show me proof, then we just we we not making any sense. But I'd rather not argue about things like that. I want to talk about let how are we gonna put this money together. Like for instance, gee, I was reading the California uh, trust code probate code, and in the probate code, it says any trust that has assets of ten million or more, they consider it a depository institution. 
And when I read that, a light bulb went off. So that means that they consider a trust with assets. You don't have to actually have the liquidity, meaning to have the actual money. Right. A ten million or more. You got a bank. Right. right, right, right. You got a bank, meaning that you can create money out of thin air. They actually right. said a trust that has ten million dollars or more. The trustee, the trustee, it can is considered a depository institution. Um, that's what's up. So, okay, let me let me take y'all down the road and the, the rabbit hole that I'm thinking, right? So I got a trust. Now you know how we set up the trust in the membership. Another trust is the trustee. Right. Let me take it to a step further. Y'all know y'all I'm talking about see everybody that lost they win and left the show. <laughs> They gonna be mad <laughs> because what I'm about to say. Oh, uh, so I got the trust right, and I know y'all. I've been telling y'all about setting up the ecclesiastical trust and do all of that. Now, what if the ecclesiastical or the church owns a trust that has, or is the trustee for a trust that has ten million dollars of assets or more? What is that church now? The church is a bank. It's the trustee. Right. <laughs> but see, this is what the state has done. That The county is the church. Because it's got assets, $10 million or more, and it's a trust. Right. Just so how people. can you create your own? Right. So now, so we sit here debating about personal jurisdiction, subject matter. How about we get together and put $10 million together? Create a church and put ten million dollars and be the trustee of that church and be the bank. And be the bank. Huh? See, we're yeah. talking about mm-hmm. getting money. See, there's no need for them to give out reparations. There is stuff that you can set up right now that you can create your own reparations. Right. Get your own money instead of wait for them to give you something. Yeah. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? But is it, yeah, I see. Okay, I see. So, bank, do you give them money, and they fractionalize that money, and they 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 create more money and then lend it out. So you right. got to you 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 on that level, you giving your parishioners money out of your church. Right. See, ain't no church because reason why churches can't do stuff like that. They five hundred one c threes. Right, exactly. Yeah, they sign they sign their life away really basically. Now, if you're in my membership, you also understand you're doing a 1041. That's going to bring back those funds. And if collectively everybody working together and put that stuff together, we, $10 million ain't hard to come up with to right. create that yeah, thing. You, right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know? So... That's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I don't have time to, to, to debate these people that want to talk about personal jurisdiction and subject matter jurisdiction, whether they're right or wrong. And they, I, when I know, brother, it, without, we don't even have to talk details. Am I right on that? Yeah, you're I mean, right. you, through your own personal experience by you, what you've done, that it could be raised at any time, even in a trial? Yeah, you can. You can do it. It's part, yes, sir. 
Okay. But they come and give you that misdirection like you can. Yes, you can. You see, when you're reading, you got to read them statutes at large. Anyway, hey, you can write out, you know, G, y'all know who this is. This is G from the uh, the Bombay show. Yeah. There's just somebody on the line. You want to stick around? Yeah, I see. G? All right. Nine seven three eight one eight. Peace and love, brother. Nope. How are you? Peace, peace, peace and love to you too. How are you? Well, I've been um, basically. I'm out of New Jersey. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of your broadcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. I have filed great information. Um, just need some direction because I'm like new. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have a secure party um, document um, filed. Also, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, also um, my nationality is proclaimed. So I also have a trust established mm-hmm. under the Moroccan Empire. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you, you know, you sent um, some information about being a secure party that. I don't think you um, agree with. Process. I don't, what I don't agree with. Well, no. What, what I I don't agree with that title, secure party creditor. It, that's no such thing as a secure party creditor. That's a made up title. It's becoming a secured party. You well, know? I have become a secure party. Also, I have uh, a trust um, established. Oh, let me ask you a question. Uh, Can I ask you a couple questions about that? Hold on a second. I just want to grab because I actually coincidentally I got my secured book called the Secure Transactions for the Practi- Practitioner 2018. If you don't have books like this, I got it. I'm showing it on the screen right now. If you don't have books like that, then you won't know how to utilize anything that you have. But the question I have, since you've done all of that, which you have done. What have you been able to accomplish with it? Well, um, basically, um, just now uh, getting the documents on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long have you been have, had this stuff on on record? Well, because uh, I went to try to go file file it with my county recorder. But I oh, had to you go don't out. have it filed yet. Is that correct? It's not filed on, on the record? Well, it's on record now. Okay, it's you got it. It's county. Where's the county at? What uh, state? County, state, state? Uh, it's in state. Uh, Illinois. In Illinois, okay. So you did your secure party process recorded in Illinois? Yeah, well, my, well I put the documents on, on file in Illinois, um, but I did, I went to um, New York. State Department of State, mm-hmm. and everything is um, filed. This is why you have to read the rules of these things, because the whole prop, the whole point of doing a secure party creditor process is to capture the illegals. Is that correct? Show ownership and put a lien on right. it, right? Right. Okay. So you put it in New York, and you did it in Illinois, right? Right. So, so let's go to Well New York well New York is over 
New Jersey uh, jurisdiction. Okay. Got you. I understand. I understand what you're and, saying. Uh, and those documents have to be filed with, you know, um, county recorders. So True. the county recorder right. of X County, they was like, well, we don't do those documents here. So I went out side to another county. Now, my my question is, where did you who told you where to file all of this or where it needed to be filed? Well, I got the the paperwork um states where the places that all of these things have to be filed. Okay, from the people you purchased that process from, I take it, right? Right. All right. All right. I'm going to I'm pulling up UCC 9-307. And I'm gonna read it to you. And I'm sharing my screen to the, to everybody else so that they can see what I'm reading. Now we've established that the debtor is the inlegus, the straw man, the all cap. Right? I'm making this big for you. Hang on, let me move this out of here. Move it. Well, I could do it right here. And if you're reading this, UCC 9-307 location of debtor. A debtor is, is who, in number one, says a debtor is who is an individual is located in the individual's principal residence. A debtor that is an organization has only one place of business is located at its place of business. A debtor that is an organization that has more than one place of business located, its chief executive office. What is the chief executive office of the United States? The chief executive office. Um, the United States. What's the chief executive uh, office? That's the presidency. Right. Right. And where is that located? In uh, Washington, D.C. Now, this whole, now, follow me. This whole 9-307 is location of debtor. We know that the Inlegus is a debtor. Where did the Inlegus come from? Who created it? Who created the Inlegus? Right. Who created the social? The account. Where did it come from? From the corporation. Right. Where at? What office? Social Security. Security. Right. Where at? Down in D.C., right? We're we're, we're all in in business. So, and if you go down to, in this same code, location of the United States, because this whole section is location of debtor, telling you that the United States is a debtor, the United States is located in the District of Columbia. So if your UCC is not filed there, it's doing Well, nothing. it's filed there, too. Well, I asked you where you filed it. You gave me two places. You no, never said give, D.C. They give, they, no, they give, you, um, they give you 10 places to put it on file. And you so put it, it where on file? file? Well, um with the State Department of Treasury in New Jersey and and also the one in D.C. 
you have to send it to yeah Mnuchin was he was in um in office and uh so can you actually physically go look up your your filing yeah well they well um all of the documents that I had to send I had to send um about 12 documents to you know, uh, a list so of people. The question is: The question is, can you actually go down to D.C. If I go to the Maryland Secretary of State, can that? Can you pull it up and see it filed? Well, I, it, it should be on file, but I have, um, I have the um, where the return receipt. No, do they, you have book and page number where it's filed? Well, it's with UCC. I, I have that. No, that so doesn't... That's not what I'm talking about. You should have a filing that has a book and page number on the record where it's filed. Well, I have to I have to request that with them, but I have it with the um, New York Department of State. That, no, no, no. I'm talking about in D.C. You get New York. In DC, because yeah, my because everything just got processed recently, so okay. now I can actually. So um, what's your question? You did all of this. What do you What do you want to know from me? So, so the question is that I was trying to ask is um, operating like now uh, that I have my trust EIN number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they gave me, they sent Plus me documents. Yeah. Okay. And okay. they sent me my um, EIN number for my trust and right. um, told me that I have to file 1041. Right. I am a 1099 uh, uh, independent that's contractor. question in the uh... Yeah, that's yeah. you. Ask that question. So, so um, doing a ten ninety nine has nothing to do with a secure party creditor process. They, I mean, no, but I no, I, I, no, I, was, I was saying far as my for far as filing for my income to be returned back to me. Like, oh, well, you talking about doing recruitment? That's that's something I that's shown in the uh, private membership. I don't talk about that like out there like that. And the people that gave you the process should have been coached you on that on how to do that. They should have that. Where you got wherever yeah, you got from, they should have been able to explain that to you. How to recruit? How to recruit? My yeah, um trying to do your you it's not getting your income back. You're talking about doing deposits and, you know, uh doing you know, if you if you did a car, you bought a car, you're trying to recoup those types of things, houses. That is done correct. specifically through uh a, a a CPA that I know personally. He handles all of those things. But I only share that specific information on how to do that in my membership. I don't. That's something I don't discuss openly on the air. Yeah, because I was trying to find out. Uh, I needed the CPA. CPN and, um, or CPA? CPA. CPA. Yeah. 
but you you're you're not um a CPA? No, I'm not a CPA. I have a CPA that does that stuff. He's I'm not a tax guy. I'm a person about status guy. That's who I am. I teach you how to correct your status. Okay, so um so the only way I can be able to be referred to your CPA I can give you his if I get I'll send you his email address and you can contact him on your own and see if he'll help okay. you out. But I'm going to tell you right now, what you gave me, you're going to need more stuff. you got a lot more stuff to do. Right. Now, I'm not That's sure about the, the – the, the, because you said you did the UCC. What about the bond? All of that is on file, yes. I've done okay. all of that. But you don't have the book and page. So I, I'm curious. You say you did all of this, but you you don't have the book and page out of D.C. Well, yeah, I have to um, – I'll give you his email address. You contact him, and um, he might be able to help you with that. But I know, based on what you told me, you you got about nine more things that need to be done. You know, right? Because it is a process. So it's well, still it's in not process. so much a process. You just got to organize your affairs. And that right. do your trust, your bank accounts, you know, medallion stamps, all of that stuff. Correct. You know, and see, when people in my membership, we do monthly classes, and then I say, okay, here's the templates, this is what it is, contact him. He does, you know, he actually processes them. But, yeah, I, I don't have a problem giving you his email address, and you can talk to him directly about that. Okay, so um, so you, you offer uh, assistance and – Helping a person um, learn how to operate. Yes. And privately. And, um, okay, so what, what is your fees? They located in your um. Uh, on my website. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna you right now. Now, if you come part of the membership, oh. Uh, all of that, the information that I was going to send to you, I, I give that. That's stuff that you get emailed right out the gate. And then you get coached on how to do everything correctly without having problems. What's the um, membership fee? It's on the website. Go look up premium membership. It's there. Okay. All right. But all right, I, thank I, you. truthfully, truthfully, with all, all of the stuff that you did, you got a lot of stuff going on. I think you'd be better served going directly to that guy instead of getting into the membership. You mean uh, the person who? Who, yeah. yeah that, okay. that It does all of that. I think you'd be better served dealing with him, you know, on that. You know, usually when I run into people that have all this other stuff going on, I have a tug of war with them, no offense to you, with, bad information and I, I don't have time to undo bad information to get you on the correct path because some people don't like letting go of bad information even when it's bad so I'd rather you go deal with him directly and see what he he, 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 he he's a, he, he's the one that's going to do the tax returns and do all of that stuff anyway so I think you'll be better served and then he can 
unravel all of that. I just thought I have I have almost a hundred people in my group, and I don't have time to unravel the information that's going to hurt you. You know, going forward, he 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 can better serve you on that. Okay. I understand. So okay. you sent you link to me of his information. Yeah, I'm gonna send um, I'm a, um, send you his email address right now. He's on a, he's on a vacation right now. For how so long? I hear from for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay, I'll get back into. There you go. All right. In your, in your, All right. In your, Much appreciated. All right. Take care. All right. Great information. All right. Peace. Yeah. I, sometimes you gotta, you know, some like I like I was telling her. I get a lot of people that want to get in the group, and I turn them down. Why? Because they have so much stuff going on and they got so much, they done paid all this money to people. They don't want to hear me telling them that they wasted their money. You know what I'm saying? They don't like that. (laughs) You know, that that stuff you did is not going to get you where you at. And a lot of people, I like people to spend time watching my videos, getting to know me. And then, okay, you understand what you're getting into when you're getting doing business with me. So, and I don't mind sending that information over. Oh, uh, <laughs> y'all be tripping in that chat, you know. Let's see what else. What else? So I just showed y'all. Well, let me take that thing off the screen. Let's see what did I have? All right. Yeah, there's the location of the debtor on your screen. All right, well, man, I went and did a long show tonight. And I got to get up early. I got to get on the road early. I got to go, go go see my baby girl finish that lat, that eighth grade. Ronnie Davis said he's $500 away from getting that membership. All right, all right. I, I do, you know, I, I don't know. I do do payment plans. I'm, I'm an understanding brother. All right, uh, G, you ready to be out? Yeah, whenever you are, man. I'm, I'm just sitting here absorbing it, okay. man. I know you feel like you got a weight off your shoulders, right? Man, listen, I feel like I got a bag, but that there's three bags of potatoes sitting on my shoulders. <laughs> now all you got listen, man, go run that food truck and just just make that money. You know. Yeah, bro, this is bro, this all I'm gonna do, bro. You ain't gonna worry about me calling you about no more problems. After this, it's over. I'm, I'm... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy for you, man. You know, that's what happens when the power of the mind takes over. It, it makes the impossible possible. Yeah, anyway. All right, with that being said, y'all, I got to go because I know I got to get, get up in the early in the morning and uh, get on the road. And um, yes, said, sir, Curtis, I do do payments. Uh, email me. Uh, 
I'm put my email in the chat. And let me know what's up. We chat and we make arrangements. And so far, uh, thanks, Bryce House. Um, I'll tell him what you said. Um, um, what I was saying, uh, told me you can make some arrangements. And that most of the people, everybody I make arrangements with, they honorable, they keep up, you know. You know, so... I want to get in, get in. I just started the third group. I was actually thinking today this might be my last group of classes that I you know, bring into the fold. It's the third one. And I might transform it into something else where, the, you know, because I got enough videos uh, from the different classes to use those as teaching and, and kind of automate it. Um, because things are getting hectic for me, but I appreciate the support. I appreciate the, 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 the shout outs, the likes, the joining the, the live videos. Um, remember if you're going to do anybody's process, make sure they prove to you that what they're doing is correct. Don't just run, you know, because it sounds good. Too many of us getting caught up like that, you know, too many. All right. Peace. Peace.